0: This time, this this time, 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 this time,
1: What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And this is Nate Drolet. And we are in lovely Lander, Wyoming. Nate's been here for a few days, and we've both just been tearing apart all that is good and holy about climbing and training for climbing and uh, the social media of training for climbing. Um, So now we're going to talk about something good and fun instead of tearing apart all that's good and holy.
2: Yeah. Contributing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. One of the fun things we've been doing, though, I'm not going to give away too much, uh, is that we've been sort of iterating on a new series for the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be switching things around a bunch here pretty soon, um, just because I'm bored with doing the same old thing that I've been doing and now that now everyone is doing. Um, And there are lots of people doing it really well out there. so. Mm-hmm. Um, why not switch it up and do something totally different? And we've been coming up with some fun pieces for that, which I'll be sharing soon. Uh, today, we're sort of taking a a look back, way back in the catalog. Um, years ago, I don't know what year it was, we did a, a second go send board meeting. Mm-hmm. And that's been really popular Uh, I think people really liked the, like, nerdy digging into a single tactic. And we decided to do the same thing with a, with what might be the most overlooked tactic in all of climbing. Yes. It's got to be close if it's not the most overlooked. Yeah.
2: As far as tactics that are just hiding in plain sight. Yeah. This one
1: is very overlooked. Yeah. And that's the low point method. Uh, if you haven't heard of the low point method before, you don't know exactly what it is, but you've heard of it, Nate, will you explain it for folks?
2: Yeah, so low pointing is essentially trying to send either the boulder or the sport climb from higher than the ground, but lower than however high you've done it before. So yep. sport climbs this is pretty common, um, should be, but... For a lot of people, the way they end up trying sport climbs is, you know, they climb up to the crux, they fall, pull back on, do the crux, go to the top, and then they just repeat that forever, and maybe they send. Yeah. So, a low point would be, let's say you go up and you fall at the crux, a very classic way that I like to recommend is lower one bolt, then see, can you do the rest of the rock climb from there? And then... Ideally, with low points, just like how you want to be pushing your high points higher and higher as you go um throughout a projecting process, you also want to be pushing your low points lower and lower, so let's say you fall at the crux again from the ground, then you can lower two bolts and try it from there right and if full bolt jumps end up feeling too big at some point, you can do you know just if you know a bolt and a couple moves, things like that
1: mm-hmm. and i don't even think you necessarily have to only low point when you've fallen on your high point. I mm-hmm. think it's a convenient time to do it. Probably the most often used way to do it. Yeah. Um but if you are planning well and if you understand the route well, there are some scenarios where just going bolt to bolt up to a new low point is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trying from there while you're fresh instead of just after you've fallen. I think there are benefits to both methods.
2: Absolutely. And I mean, you don't even have to to bolt-to-bolt. You can look at um, Adam Andra, like in the Flattinger cave. Yeah.
1: You you know, he Jugs
2: up a rope. Jugs up a rope. So he was low-pointing. Like, that's how he climbed so many of those routes was he would pull on from, I think, still like eight bolts in, even though it was like 30 feet off the ground. Yeah. You know, because everything is weird there. Um, super steep. Yeah. Um, That is... Like, that's also an option. But bolt to bolting super classic. Also, if there's link-ups, you can even climb an easier route next to your project, mm-hmm. and then you can take it that bolt or just link straight into it.
1: So, yep. that Pull can on draws, be Pull-on draws to clip through. Yeah. Whatever you need to do to make it work for you. And I think, you know, high-pointing is definitely the, the method most people are familiar with. It's, I would call it the most overused tactic. Yeah. Um, It's a great tactic. It's a very valuable tactic, but it's essentially just giving red point burns. Yes. You know, unless you know, oh, I'm going to fall up there somewhere. I'm not sure exactly where, Um, but you're still living with hope that you won't fall. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I think high pointing can definitely be a good tactic for... I mean, especially if you are honest with yourself and you're like, okay, like I am early in this process. I'm just going to try and stress test my beta and a yep. tie in from the ground, yep. go really hard and see kind of where the wheels fall off. Yeah. That can be awesome. And, you know, it's useful, but that is, I don't think, used, it's not used in that way quite as often. Most people are like, I'm just going to keep going till I, Fall and kind of with that hope of like, maybe I'll send.
1: Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Why do you think low pointing is so overlooked? It's such a valuable tactic. It could speed up the process for a lot of people a lot of the time. But. You and I have both made the mistake, I'm sure. Oh, classically, of not yes. not low-pointing soon enough in the process or not at all and then dragging the process out for much longer than it needed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think we avoid it? You know, I think there are a few
2: reasons, um, two that really come to mind for me. Um, one is that... One is that ego, I mean, essentially, because... Mm-hmm if you can't send it from, if you're like, let's say you're falling at the fifth bolt, you know, have a 10 bolt rock climb, fall at the fifth and then that's where the crux is and you go to the top from there. You're like, oh, well, I guess I could do it from the fourth, you know, lower down one bolt. But if you can't send it from the fourth, what business do you feel like you have trying to do the whole thing?
1: Yeah, I feel the same
2: way. Like, it really puts you in your place. Um, it's humbling. Like, that is, that's something that, I think stops a lot of people. It certainly has stopped me and it doesn't always feel like a conscious thought. Like I'm, I'm not like, Oh no, my ego won't be able to handle this. Yeah. Like you're
1: almost scared to admit I might not be able to send it from there. And that's exactly how I would describe it. Like I know
2: I'm choosing the right link to go for the right low point. If I've got some butterflies, if I'm like, Ooh, I've got like that kind of red point jitters Mm -hmm. for trying to do a rock climb from, you know, nine bolts in or whatever. Yeah. Like, if yeah, if I get a little bit of jitters trying to go for this low point, I'm
1: like, okay, yep, this is it. Yeah, if you feel unsure about it, if you're like, I don't know if I can do it from there, then that's the that's the one you should be doing, you know. We've said that about links before and this is just a different version of a link, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true and when when you feel those jitters and you're afraid of it and then you avoid it, essentially what you're Basing your success on is hope and luck. Yes. What you're saying is I don't have enough mastery to drop down a bolt and send this thing and feel like I could consistently do that. So what I'm going to do is cross my fingers and hope that somehow I magically make it one time.
2: Yeah. And here's the thing.
1: Like here's where we get in trouble is luck is real. Totally it is. Like, I think... I've, I've sent things on luck a number of times.
2: I've got a story I'll tell a little bit later where a tremendous amount of luck came into play. But I think luck in rock climbing is highly underrated. It's one of those things that, like, I think a lot of us are like, no, I build my... Or, you know, I, I make my own luck. Like, luck... You know, luck doesn't happen to me. I happen to luck, kind of like <laughs> I happen to luck. That kind of thing, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> yeah. Because and yeah, I yeah. get it. Like it, luck is like the I, along the lines of like privilege almost. And you're just like no, like I do the work. I don't want to be associated with luck. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, luck is an absolutely real thing. Like sometimes you just hit the holds right on your first time. Yeah. Um, without even realizing it, you're like, oh, that just like went well and that wasn't bad. But maybe if you tried to repeat it, it would go terrible. Mm-hmm. Um so the thing is sometimes we do get lucky and we don't rock climbers, probably just people in general, we're really bad about understanding how odds work. Mm, yeah, most yeah, most people are. Like we will have, let's say, You pick 10 projects and you're like, okay, I'm going to try and low point one of them. The rest I'm going to try and just keep trying to high point. Like you're probably going to get lucky and like just happen to high point successfully on one of them. Like it's going to work well and you're like, oh, this is great. Even if the other eight went terribly Mm -hmm. and it's like dragged on to these long campaigns and the low point might end up being somewhere in the middle. Like, because you aren't leaning on luck as much. You're kind of, mm, yeah, playing the odds. You're solidifying things in your own way. You're Um, playing it safe. You're playing it safe, very much so. So it might feel like a slow way compared to the super lucky goes that you get now and then. Yeah. But if we look over the course of all of our climbing, man, like low pointing is such a great tactic.
1: Oh, yeah. I bet I've spent. Over the course of my climbing, I bet I've spent hundreds of attempts where I thought, all I have to do is get lucky one time. Oh, man. Yeah. I just have to get through this one move. Mm-hmm. And then I don't. And then I don't. And then I don't. And then I don't. And I could have been low pointing, and which is playing it a little safer, mm-hmm. building up confidence, building up fitness in a different way uh, as opposed to. Just feeling like I'm going to get lucky one of these times, yeah. you know, and I also feel like the idea of getting close and I, and I use that in both ways. Like, oh, I was close to sending, but I was also geographically close to the <laughs> anchors or yes. something, you know, yeah. or geographically close to the point at which I'm no longer going to fall. Um, that can be really, that can trick you into thinking you're actually close. Oh, Yeah. And the problem with a, with a low point is that you aren't close. You can't send. Mm-hmm. There's no chance of sending when you start a low point. Like yeah. you've, you've deleted the chance of sending just by choosing to do a low point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's tough for people. Like the specter of sending needs to be there for people to feel like it's worthy. Absolutely you know, and earlier I was saying there's kind of like
2: two main reasons why people back away from this. And I think this is the second one is like, it kind of, feel, it almost feels like it's stealing energy away from sending. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, well, this is energy I could be putting into giving good red point goes. Yeah. And also like not everyone, I think your arousal rate can definitely be affected by low pointing. Like earlier I said, I'll like lower until I get jitters and I'm like, okay, this is the spot where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm nervous to try this. But for some people, just the fact that they said take and they stopped and they're no longer on point and they can't send, they can't try hard. Like they really struggle to rev things up and say, okay, like I'm going to knuckle down just as hard as if this was a send go. And that's what you need because if we're going to stress test our beta, if we're going to make sure everything lines up and works well and also like test our fitness appropriately then we need to give 100% effort and for yeah. some people that's just not like they struggle with that a lot
1: yeah for sure i i definitely get that and i think learning the skills of giving the appropriate effort are really valuable i mean obviously i've talked about this at length on the podcast but uh Learning to not only rev it up when it needs revved up, but also back it down when it needs back down Mm -hmm. um, are valuable tools. So if you are that person who's like, oh, if I say take, I'm just out of the game. I can't get my head back in it. Maybe this is actually a good thing for you to practice. Very much. Climb up to bolt one and say take and then try to go from there. And, And you'll know by bolt three. Did I turn it back on? Have a, am I at the appropriate place or not? Do I just not care anymore because I know I can't send? Yeah. You know? And honestly, when you're working on your hardest rock climbs, you're going to have to be giving high levels of effort on just getting links done early <laughs> in the process. Yeah, you are. Just getting yeah. moves done, you know? So you might as well start learning that now. Yes. I also think low pointing just feels like a step backwards for a lot of people. Very even much though it so. might not be, even though it might be the next logical step forward, it feels like a step backward. Yes, I mean, and especially like
2: if you've had like a good go, or like if you're you've convinced yourself you're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at the point to where I'm red pointing, and then you know maybe you have a few goes that uh, tell you otherwise. It feels yeah. It feels like you have to recede. Like you have to say, oh no, I'm I'm not ready to red point. I need to go and do some more work. That's tough. Like that's not that's not yeah. a fun place to be in. Um, in the faster you can just admit it and say, hey, you know what? I've got more to learn, more to gain. I'm gonna step back and do this. You're probably gonna end up saving yourself a bunch of time in the long run, anyways.
1: Yeah, I can't tell you how many times I or a client or someone I'm climbing with is like, oh, well, I'll, I'll try, if I don't send this next go, I'll try low pointing. Mm-hmm. And then they don't send and they're like, oh, next go for sure. If I don't send that go, I'll, I'll try low pointing. Uh-huh. Oh, so close. Next go for sure. you know. And then it just never happens. Yeah. And With- eventually they send because they've beat it into the ground, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, mm-hmm. but they send and then they're like, oh, see, I didn't need to low point. Like yeah. yeah, but if you had low pointed 17 attempts ago, <laughs> you might have sent the next attempt. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And you there's this thing that people will start to do, which this is adopting in what I would say is maybe an advanced or even elite tactic way too early, or like kind of becoming married to it. And mm-hmm. that is the tactic of you go, you fall at the crux, and you say, "Well, I know what the rest of the bo- the rock climb's like. I'm going to save energy for my yeah. next red point go." Look, this is a high level skill. Does it work? Absolutely. I've done it plenty of times. Have I been burned so hard? Yeah, by this, absolutely, absolutely. Oh my! Like some tragic moments have happened. Because yeah. I like employed this when I didn't have business doing it. And this was not long enough ago for me to
1: like blame. <laughs> oh, I was just young and dumb. It's like, no, nah, I, I should have known better. Yeah. Where you're like, you're, you're, past where you thought, oh, I've got it in the bag now. And you're like, I'm about to fucking fall right now. Yeah. That's like the <laughs> anti lope What though, is like going up, going to where you fall and you're like,
2: well, I'm going to save energy for my next go. So I'm going to lower and then try again. You know instead of going to the top, yeah, versus you know, and yes, there is a place for that. there's a time for that. It is a great tactic when used correctly, yeah, but yeah that's the that's the opposite of low pointing instead, you know you should be like, hey, I'm gonna stop, take some steps back, rebuild, like, and go from there,
1: yeah, so if you're you know if you're one of these people, yes, I'm talking to you driving your car, shaking your head. I know you. And you're Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, if you're one of these people who's still like, yeah, so I'm still not going to low point, you know, still doesn't, still doesn't sound like it makes any damn sense. Why is it valuable?
2: Um, I mean, a couple reasons. One, I think that's worth keeping in mind is, uh honestly it's good for fitness like you will get more fit from doing low pointing
1: like you just do more moves yeah and I think it flips the like the high point method can also get you more fit but Mm -hmm. you're getting fit on the moves you're not falling on yes the the low point method allows you to get fit specifically in those moves where otherwise you're falling Yes. I think that's a a super helpful piece of it, you know, and especially having both in play where you're getting high points and you're low pointing through to the top. You're, you're building that fitness across the whole route instead of just up to the point where I fall. I'm really fit and then I can't do it anymore. Yeah. And then I stop and I rest and then I do the top slightly rested.
2: Yeah. So this, It's good for building fitness um, and developing. So the term for what Chris was just describing is an overlap. So pushing your high point higher and low point lower creates a bigger and bigger overlap of those two pieces. Right. Um, And if you ever hear people describing overlapping links, that's what they mean. Ideally, you want those links to become as overlapping as possible until you send.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you you can move the one hang up the route and down the route. And that becomes a really important thing. The one hang doesn't you know, if you're one hanging at the last bolt that's that's not necessarily better than one hanging at the first bolt.
2: No, no, but it feels better. It does feel better <laughs> and it looks cooler It looks way cooler <laughs> um yeah it so it does a few things it stress tests stress tests your beta up high, which is really important because if you're only mm-hmm. doing your upper beta fresh you need to know what that's going to feel like under fatigue. Yeah. Like, especially a lot of sport climbers or boulders, even we get very guarded. The closer we get to the chains, Mm -hmm. like the closer you get to the top of the climb, the more you want to climb defensively instead of offensively. You know, you're no longer climbing to send, you're climbing not to fall, Mm -hmm. which often means we go slower than we should. We try and, lock things off more than we should and these are very energy consumptive ways of climbing and low pointing can sometimes tell us hey you're not that guy
1: like you're not locking off that last move yeah totally
2: you better find a good push foot because you're hucking
1: yeah you can lock it off when you're fresh but when there's some pressure put in here the cracks start to show yeah and you can't do that anymore yes and I will say I think climbing, low
2: pointing, there's always a point in the process where you you will be more fatigued up top, low pointing than you ever will be on a red point. Totally. Because let's say, you know, 10-bolt sport climb, let's say you climb up to the seventh fall, lower down to like the fourth. Now, uh, why do I do math? Let's just say (laughs) now you're having to do like 15 (laughs) bolts of rock climbing. I hope that's right. Um, You're having to do like 15 bolts of rock climbing instead of just you know the regular 10 so when you get up to that top you're going to be so pumped even if you stop and rest for a little bit there's a lot of cumulative fatigue that builds up man i find the best red point crux beta on big low points where i am pumped out of my mind yeah more often than not that will be the most fatigued i will ever be versus when i'm giving a red point go and i'm you know. Taking long 45 minute, hour-long rests between efforts on the route. Like I'm primed, everything's going well. I probably won't be quite that pumped. So my beta that I find on low pointing, guaranteed to work.
1: Yeah. Whenever we, you know, we see it happen all the time. When you put that constraint into place of like pre-fatiguing, your your technique changes a little, your like ability to find rests changes. Your efficiency changes uh, for the better because you're in like survival mode at that <laughs> point, you yes. know, and you have to find these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, like you said earlier, it'll let you know, like, is locking off here going to work? Is doing this move statically going to work? Um, maybe not. So it's a, it's a really valuable thing for your beta to, Yes, uh, to get there tired.
2: Yes. And one thing that can also help,
1: you know, I've talked a lot about
2: um, kind of arousal rates in this, but for a lot of people, low pointing can feel a little less stressful Yeah, because you're not especially up high. Let's say, you know, you're in, you know, let's say you're on a 513 and you're at the top and it's, you know, maybe 11A, 11B, harder than you want. Mm-hmm. Um, Frankly, you're like, oh, I'm kind of trying up here. Something about not being on red point where you're not
1: just, you know, Eyes just it removes the, the expectations. Chains. Yeah. Like, now I have to send. Exactly. Yeah. You
2: can kind of, it gives you a little bit of breathing room. You can say, okay, cool. Like, yes, like I want to do this right now, but I can relax a little bit. Like I am pumped. Let's take our time, find beta. And I've always found it like it really lets me take my time and find beta rather than just being absolutely just scrappy instinct and emotion like get me to the chains
1: yeah there's there's a fair body of research you know talking about this phenomenon that we hear coaches mention all the time um or you know athletes mention all the time that's like oh you're just too in your head or you're overthinking it Mm. uh, and that's why you're failing and that happens to us a lot of the time when the expectation is to send especially as things start getting tired or pumped, uh, you start overthinking it. You start like running through this checklist, like how do I feel in my body? But you're (laughs) mid-crux, you know, that's not (laughs) the time to be going down this checklist and realizing, oh, fuck, I'm pumped, maybe too pumped to do this move. That's not the time to be doing it. So this, this idea that you're too in your head can be a real thing when mm-hmm. that expectation is there. And there's a fair body of research saying if we can get out of our heads uh, and let our, let our bodies do the thing that we've taught it to do, then we'll, we'll perform better. And I think the, the low point, removing the possibility of sending, can be a really good thing because they're, the expectations drop away when it's like, oh, I can't send now. Yeah, You know, you're still going to have some expectations because you're trying to accomplish a specific thing, mm-hmm. but it's not the same as this is the sin. This is it right now. I'm about to do it. Fuck, I missed that hold. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. No, I, mm-hmm. I think
1: that's a great point.
2: Yeah, this lets you experience some of those things like, oh, y- yeah, you know that you're going to be skipping a bolt up high and it's not that bad when you do it after hanging at the crux for, you know, two, three minutes and then doing it, but having to claw your way through a little bit pumped. It's good having to experience that a few times first Mm -hmm. so that when you're on red point, you're not thinking about, uh, wow, that, that is way more scary than I realized it was going to be. You're just like, Hey, yeah, this is intimidating, but I've been here. We know what we're doing.
1: Yeah. And, and that builds the confidence for the top, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most important pieces of the low point is just building the confidence that you can climb through the top. Um, And then, you know, someone would counter with, but what if I fall on the, the low point? And then we're back to, well, if you can't do it from bolt four, what makes you think you can do it from the bottom? Yeah. You know, maybe you'll get lucky sometime and get through it. But why just rely on hope? and luck. Hope is not a strategy. Just climbing on a prayer.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. It. I mean, if you fall from bolt four, it means you got some work to do, which is great. Like that's. I would rather have that happen early on. Yeah, and maybe like, oh, okay, like there are things to, uh, to improve upon here, rather than think going in and being like, nah, I got it any moment now.
1: <clears throat> yeah. And a lot of people will low point like to a rest. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, well, there's a rest here. You know, why would I low point below? the? Why would I climb two bolts into the rest? That's silly. And I'm like, well, I mean, unless you're Jonathan Segrist and have completely mastered the art of resting so much that, you know, very intimately exactly how you feel when you're ready to do the next bit of climbing. And you're not Jonathan Seagrist, mm-hmm. But unless you were, this is a really valuable thing because you're still going to get a little pumped from those two bolts and you're going to have to shake it out and you're going to have to then face this top section where you keep falling off. Mm-hmm. So I think it's an easy trap to fall into to not go below an obvious rest.
2: Oh, man. it's I. This is such a... I mean, this is something all sport climbers have to go through at some point. Boulders, too. Um, I think boulders are a little better at doing links because, you know, it's like three moves. Bro, do the link. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, if you're not doing links on boulders, uh, you know, maybe you're a brand new climber and that's totally fine. Links don't matter quite as much then. Like, you just need the experience of moving. But if you're not doing links on boulders, you got problems. Mm -hmm. But for sport climbers we already kind of do the links. We just need to be doing the right ones. Right. And I will say, this is such a classic thing that every sport climber has to say, and they're going to have to eat their words at some point. And it's, oh, why would I do a low point from there? I mean, I've basically any lower than where I'm going from right now, and I might as well be sending it. Right. (laughs) You know what? Hey, (laughs) like I hear you. I've heard you. I've said those words. I have eaten those words enough times Mm -hmm. just
1: do the link yeah uh on swing line for me it was like i can climb this whole top section and i've low pointed to the rest Mm -hmm. why should i go lower you know i can i can get almost everything back at this rest i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. and i was good at resting at that point like i understood resting pretty well
2: yeah and i mean you did like the link up to the rest as part of your warm-up, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Easily. Why? I mean,
1: basically, you'd
2: send it, it if easy. you went any lower. I
1: felt like I could get to the rest pretty fresh. Yeah. I'm like, why on earth would I go any lower? That's stupid. hmm And I did that. I, I felt the same move for I don't know how many times. 30 or 40? I don't know. Yeah. A lot. A, a lot. And then... Two things happen simultaneously, so I don't know which to give all the credit to, you know, but I bet it's partial credit to both. I made a slight beta change because I saw somebody else do it, um, who I thought he was too tall and there was no way I could do his beta. So it still took me a couple weeks of falling to be like, fine, let me try that other beta. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's three V grades easier than the way I was doing it. But then I also said, okay, fine. I need to low point below the rest. So I dropped to uh, pretty much the start of the like small pocket section, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people consider to be around 13A. Yeah. And for some reason in my head, I was like, I'm too cool to climb this 13A section into the rest. Yeah, I'm too good at this section. Mm -hmm. You know, I was an idiot. And I sent (laughs) as soon as I changed my beta and started low pointing. Yeah, so I got two stories, one very brief. Um,
2: Basically, when I was working on Proper Soul, which became my first 14A, I fell, I kept falling in the same place over and over and over. And then finally, when I fell and I whipped super low, oh no, that's not what happened. I had a foot slip really, really low. Like Mm. a place, why would I ever link from here? It's so low, I'd basically be sending. And I was like, you know what? My, like, my foot slipped. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll go for the link. And I had tried this a lot of days at this point, and I was falling much higher. I was falling, like, five bolts above this. Pulled on, took it to the top. Mm. And I was like, oh. Literally the next day, I, like, rested the rest of the day, came out the next day, sent it. Mm. Like, I just needed The accidental
1: low point. Yeah.
2: Because I had been, like, making the mistake of just fall at the crux, go to the top. Yeah. Um. Different story. And so this is one that like I've put a lot of thought into and it it made me question low pointing for years.
1: Um, Is this this the third third millennium? Third millennium. Yeah. I've heard this story. (laughs) Uh, So I have
2: a new take on it, frankly. Okay. Yeah. I've like just finally, I think I learned the lesson. (laughs) I hope. (laughs) So I went out and I was trying Grand Ole Opry, which is like 14 BC. Uh, at the monastery and I'd been trying it for a while, got a bunch of links, felt pretty good about it, but it was so hard and it's very bouldery. I just wasn't doing a lot of continuous moves. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. I still have some time left in the season. I'm going to do an enduro line. Like I had already done the 13 C on the cliff, but there's like a 13 D slash 14 a that's very endurance based. And I was like, cool, I'll go climb that, spend a few sessions, do it come back to Opry with a little more fitness and I go up it on my end of my second day. This was like fourth go ever on it. I fall going to the fourth bolt and I was like, okay, I'll just like come down. I'll brush lower all the way to the ground. And then I'm going to try and just push a high point, you know, see where it was. And I get down into my feet could almost touch the ground. Like my belayer could have untied my shoes if they wanted to. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for a link from here. I don't know why I said this. (laughs) No idea. I pulled on two moves in and had the luckiest and best climbing I've had, you know, in years. Everything clicked, went perfectly. I tried very hard but managed to stay composed and I sent it. From there, from two moves in, first two moves are not hard, especially like I don't find them challenging. But. It was a fight and everything went well. And like, I didn't know a lot of that route yet. And for the first time ever on a route, I got really, really nervous from a low point. Mm -hmm. And then I spent, I think, another eight or nine days on it, falling at the crux, like halfway up. And I would fall at the crux, work it out. Man, I would even run laps on the crux. But I got to the point I could do five, six laps on this route a day, go up, fall at the crux, Like, I wouldn't even have to chalk my hands. I would just, like, immediately pull right back on, take it to the top. What? And this taught me a couple things. Like, one, this was the first time I had a real mental struggle on a route. Mm. Now, here's something that finally clicked the other day. Like, because I was like, oh, this is, like, the first time forever. I was like, this is the first time low-pointing's ever backfired on me. But I realized... I never went back to low pointing.
1: That's what I was going to say. Did you ever do another low point? I never did. I went straight to fall at the crux, pull back
2: on, go to the top. And I did that for like nine more days. I mean, that's like one of the most I've ever, most amounts of pitches I've ever put in on a route, not sent it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Because in my mind, I was like, well, I already did the low point. Right. I never went back. And there was so, like, that would have that would have been such an easy answer of like, oh, let's start at the fourth bolt. Let's go from there and, because I was only falling from one move. I was like, let's do it from the fourth. Let's do it from the third, second.
1: And you could say, all right, I got lucky. I had a lot of things go right on this low point. Mm -hmm. But what it proved is that I have the fitness to do this route. So now let's iron out all those lucky parts. Yeah. And let me start low pointing again.
2: Yeah, I got so in my head.
1: I can see that. Man. It's a tricky place.
2: Yeah, it really is. And it's funny because it, I mean, this was like 2019, I think. And I think it was just last month. It was like a few weeks ago that it finally dawned on me. I was like, oh, I was like, I did the thing. Like where you just, (laughs) where you're like, no, 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 next go. Why would I low point lower? But, yeah, I just didn't connect the dots. Like, that would have made more sense. It would have, I probably would have had to spend a full day of being like, okay, we're just going to low point lower. But I spent like nine days not doing it. What's one more day? I could have maybe like, (laughs) man, I could have saved myself like seven climbing days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you would have it sent now.
2: Yeah. 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 Now, I, yeah, so I got to go back to it at some point, but, and I'll low point when I do But I think about, I think about that rock climb often.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that sort of brings up the next question. Like we know that it's valuable, but, but when, because there are going to be scenarios where it's like, maybe it's not that valuable to continue low pointing. Mm -hmm. So how far do we take it? And what do these scenarios look like? Uh, I don't recommend two moves from the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Unless the first two moves are a a really hard crux you haven't figured out yet, you know? Totally fair. I think that's that's actually a really valuable time for this is when it's like super low crux. And I would low point all the way down to the top of that crux early in the process. Mm -hmm. Like that might be the first thing I start doing. Like work out the crux moves or, you know, spend time on the crux moves every day, but also be thinking low point because when I finally get through those first two moves, I want to be able to go to the top, you know? Yeah. Um, That's, that's luck flipped. Like I could get lucky on those two moves and then never do them again. So I want to make sure that I've low pointed all the way to the the end of that crux section so that when I do get lucky or if I get it dialed in, whichever happens first, I can just go to the top. Yeah. There's a phrase I use with my clients all the time and that's plan for success.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah, luck's great. Luck happens. You better be ready for it. Like, I can't count the amount of times that, you know, people will look at a route or a boulder and they'll be like, okay, cool. And they'll maybe run the crux through their head. And this is, let's say, for like a flash or on-site go. And then they happened to get through the bottom, and they didn't prepare for the rest of it, yeah, totally. you know, and it's like, oh, well, that sucks, Hope
1: you're good at on sighting
2: hope you're good at on siding, yeah, <laughs> but it's like just taking a few extra moments to look at the whole thing would have guaranteed it, where in this case, it's like, hey, let's just spend a full go low pointing, making sure that when we link through that opening boulder, we do the whole thing,
1: yeah, yeah, and I think in that scenario where it's like boulder problem crux at the bottom you can even you know start from the end of the crux and do do high points from there so try to do big links and then try to do big low points so you're working a big overlap until you've got it all in one piece and then when you get through the crux you're you're going to the top yeah yep that i think that's a great way to go yeah I don't um, think it's as valuable, though, if you've got, like, a big mega no-hands rest. Like, if you can just sit on a ledge, then maybe it's not as valuable.
2: For sure. I Like, I think it's definitely not as valuable. It's still somewhat valuable.
1: Yeah. Can um, be in some ways, especially mentally. Um, if your capacity is really low and you get really tired on the bottom part, then maybe you need to... Climb some of it before the no hands rest. Yeah. I had
2: um so supercharger in the red. Yep. It's like V7 to, I mean, a full sit-down hangout ledge that you can be on forever to essentially the 13D. Um and the best thing that happened to me was that I would, you know, go up, try it. I could do the V7 pretty much every time. I'd go up into the steepness, fall, do a link from there, and then finally I and this was from a conversation with you uh, I was inspired to do this I just jugged up to the no hands ledge I fully skipped the V7 I was like this I was like will this even make a difference huge difference yeah ended up sending it from there that go and I was like oh okay like that did make a difference I will have a little bit of extra fatigue even yeah. if I'm hanging out for 20 minutes yeah like it's just a tiny bit you know and it's a it's a tiny like the 13 D section you climb is only like 35 feet anyways. Like the next thing's still super short and powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, that for me ended up being huge. I think I sent another two tries later just from that confidence. And I, I think had we not had that conversation, I would have just been like, well, it's fine. It's just a ledge. I'm going to sit down anyways.
1: Right. Um, especially when the two halves are pretty difficult. Yes. It it can definitely make a difference because most of us aren't sitting at the no hands rest long enough to really get everything back, totally. especially when it's powerful.
2: Yeah. um, So I agree. I think it is absolutely less useful. There are times, but I mean, frankly, yeah, if you're going up and, you know, let's say you're trying a 12C, and it's like a 510 to a sit down ledge, you know, and basically 12C from there, the top. Mm-hmm. I would say don't worry about linking from below Probably Like...
1: Yeah. I think the most common time that people think it's valuable and, and where it is valuable is when it's a crux at the top of a root. Yes. You know, I think it, it certainly shines here. Um, and this is a really good opportunity, uh, though opportunity m- sort of sounds like a positive thing. And a lot of people wouldn't see it as positive, you know, that that you can just move your low point down a bolt at a time or even half a bolt in some cases. Yeah. um, Depending on how hard the moves are down there, but you can gradually move that low point down in a situation where the crux is at the top.
2: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: It's really easy to get tricked into, I'm just going to start red pointing now.
2: Yeah. You know, you mentioned earlier being geographically close to sending. And that's the case with this. Like they're, Oh, this is, you know, this is another thing that all support climbers at some point are going to fall for. They're like, "Man, falling on the last move, I'm practically sending it." And It's like, yeah. "Hey, the last move's the crux." Like, you know, just as
1: a heads up, that's uh, that's where everyone falls forever. Yeah, like, almost, almost winning the game is still a loser.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yeah, like looking at it from low, pointing even lower. I think it can be very motivating too, because it gives you a new yardstick for where am I at? Like how, like, am I actually improving? Because if you're just giving it rips from the ground and you keep falling on the same move, yeah, you can be making progress. Like you might be more efficient. You might be showing up with like even more fresh.
1: You might do it more times in a
2: day. Might do it more times in the, in a day, but you haven't improved enough to pass that threshold of actually doing the upper boulder. But if we do low points, man, we can suddenly have progress every single time you show up to the cliff.
1: Mhm. It can be so unmotivating too to fall at the same spot over and over and over. Yeah. And frustrating, and most of us like going rock climbing because we like to climb on different things, you know? So getting stuck on the exact same thing having deja vu attempts over and over again can just be unmotivating.
2: Yeah. You know, and there's something to be said for learning to fail in the sense of if you keep getting to the same move and falling over and over and over, you can kind of build that into a habit. You get up and your brain's just like, oh, this is where I fall. And that sounds silly, but you can see it with people who've projected for a really long time on something. They'll get up to their crux and they like – it's almost like they have all the artifice of trying hard, mm-hmm. but you're just like, Oh, you're not re-. like, it, it looks like you're just going up there to fall again. Yeah. And like, here's what I do. You'll have conversations with people who will, they'll realize they're finally doing, they finally realize they're doing that. They're like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going up and you know, that's, that's part of my day. I warm up, I go up, I fall on this move three different times. I do my cool down and I leave. And Doing low points to where you're getting through that move and you're no longer having such, you know, a stopper sequence where you're building the habit of falling, incredibly important. Like we want to get as many good reps in on those hard moves.
1: Yeah. I mean, the best way to, to have some control over changing the situation of, oh, I'm just doing the same thing every go is to intentionally change some little thing you know whatever it is and that's tough to do when it's like oh i'm climbing it really well up to this point what would i change yeah well the low point is a good change mm-hmm. you know it's a good way to switch it up your your expectations are going to be different the the way it feels is going to be different uh it might show you more cracks than you knew were there and that can suck but you don't want to learn that two years later when you're still on the project. Yeah. You know, why not learn it now? Um, I get why it's easy to get sucked into not doing it. I mean, partly because I've done it so many times. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: it's super easy. Um, one other thing I will add on this, and this tech isn't technically low pointing. I think I may have said this in the second go sins, but it's important enough to just keep saying because. Not many people do this. I was really fortunate early on when I started climbing. I don't I don't even remember who said this to me. But they were like, oh, yeah, if you have a route with a red point crux, go to the anchors, lower down and do it three times on top rope mm. every single time. Because, like, why would you not want to have the part where you're the most pumped be the most rehearsed?
1: Yeah. I was like, yeah, that
2: makes sense. And so I just did it religiously. Thinking everyone did, and at some point I kind of got out of the ha- the habit out of, of it because no one else was doing it. But also, I never fell on red point cruxes for, like, my first five years of climbing. Like, I didn't understand why you
1: would. Yeah.
2: Like, when people are like, I punted. I'm like, no, you didn't. You just didn't prepare. You go up, you
1: do it once, <laughs> and you lower. Like w- You punted a long time ago when you chose to not prepare for this. Yes, exactly. That yeah. was your punt. Yeah,
2: your preparation was punting. Like. Yeah, it made no sense to me. But that, to me, is, I think, still massively underrated. Just go up. Yeah, whatever the last sequence is, as long as it's, like, even mildly hard, lap it a few times every time until it becomes
1: mindless. Yeah, and with the low-pointing method, you're you're essentially stress-proofing the red-point crux mm-hmm. over and over and over. Yes. You know, so... I I think it's a certainly I think it's the most overlooked tactic out there. It's the most avoided. Maybe it's not the most overlooked, maybe it's the most avoided tactic out there. Lots of people know about it and are like, "Nah, I don't have to do that." Yeah, it it's one of those things where people will even be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'll do that.
2: I'm just going to I'm just going to give it a few a few burns real quick." You know, yeah. low point, low pointing's like the thing where you're like, oh no, no, I'll definitely. It's like cardio. You know, you're like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll get some cardio <laughs> get in after my workout. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, I'll get, a, I'll get, a, I'll do some cardio eventually, like, and we never do. We never do the cardio, and it's always like, oh, give it a bunch of red point goes, and you're like, well, I'm even too tired to give a good red point go, so I'll do the same thing next Saturday.
1: Yep, and so I would urge you if it's like. If you can't see the scenario where, oh, I should be red pointing or, or I should be low pointing or this is a really great place for me to practice the low point, if you can't see that ahead of time, whenever you get in that spot where you've said next go for sure two or three times, maybe take <laughs> a step back and go, okay, could I low point here? Am I missing this big link that I could be doing that could get me closer to the send because I guarantee you at some point in your climbing career you are absolutely going to say next go for sure 15 or 20 times and you might have to walk away without having ever sent so this this is a good tactic that can't ensure you'll always send but it's certainly gonna help make it happen yeah it puts the odds in your favor all right you guys know where to find us uh we're at instagram sort of facebook i sort of only have a facebook because i have to to keep the instagram i think oh funny something like that um and, and and uh we're on threads and we have to have an instagram to have threads uh it's a weird cycle here yeah um but Nate and I are both on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on there. Uh, and we're not on the X because, well, yeah, fuck that. This <laughs> time,
0: <laughs>